told you, I was prepared to come on here and formally congratulate you and Tom Brady on you for not only correctly predicting the, the champions, but also what was the hit you had? It was a uh, Gronk for ter- first touchdown, wasn't it? Yeah, I predicted Gronk would score the first touchdown in the football game. You have no idea how hype I was when. when oh, I could hit. imagine. I the, uh... I originally did put Scotty Miller as my pick. But then I was at work, bored, and I was thinking, you know what would be legendary? Brady to Gronk start out the game. That would be legendary. And I was like, you know what? That will be legendary. So I put money on it. And when it hit, it was awesome. I had the best feeling in the world. Well, yeah, I was going to congratulate you on it. And then, of course, about an hour or so ago, you had to get a little gloating in. So forget that. Um, congratulations. Uh-huh, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> to I don't think. I picked Tom Brady to win it, and he did. Go. Go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, congrats to Tom and Bucks on what appeared to be what easily probably his favorite Super Bowl celebration based on all the drunk Tom footage we got. 100%. 100. You could tell this man was feeling himself way too hard. But to be honest, though, come on, Tom. Tequila? You don't celebrate with tequila. That's rookie mistakes. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. And you just saw the implications of what he was going through. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I you know what? Fair, I've never better. had avocado tequila, so I don't know. I think he's just joking. That's a, a little joke about the avocado. Because, you know, he, he eats avocado ice cream. It's like, it's the uh, avocado. I don't think there's avocado tequila. It doesn't sound good if so. Um, I think he just said just, just to be... Just to make a joke. Hey, I said it. I like Tom a little more after that celebration. And, and I mean, I did not like him before, but I thought seeing that awesome. side of Tom was awesome. I thought it was awesome that he threw the trophy. He didn't care, but he got seven of those. <laughs> I mean, Gronk broke one of them. Might as well break this one, too. Who, who cares, bro? Part uh, of me wanted to see them drop it, just to see if they would have gone after it or what would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> What did it sunk? Oh Does anybody know? I'm pretty sure it would have sunk. I don't think it would have floated. Bro, I that could would be wrong, but somebody, if somebody knows for sure, let us know. Um, that would be so funny if it sunk. But no, yeah, so congrats to, I guess, both you and Tom. Now, we're not going to talk about how I did correctly predict that the weekend started off with Starboy. That's crazy. That is so crazy. Like, he ended with blinding lights. I'm like, really? You... That's not something you would start with. But, I mean, I guess Starboy, that that threw me for a loop. I'm like, what the hell? That's a tone setter. I haven't heard that song in so long. And he's, no, that's crazy. And then, hey, Mike had the nerve to try to steal my call. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I knew it. It's like, Oof. Oh, my Excuse gosh. Me? Oh, no. Oh. Hmm. But uh, did you see or have you seen the way too early projections for next season Super Bowl odds? Have you seen those yet? Uh, I think, obviously, Kansas City was number one. And then number two was the Packers. And then three was the Bucks, And I think that's the only three I saw. But, I mean, I think the Packers are still way too high. 
I, I, don't, I don't think they're one of the best teams in, in football, top five. Or I said they're number five. But uh, that's way too high for me. They they got to make some moves in the offseason for, for for me to put them in that in that number two spot. Because, I mean, I don't know what they would need to do. But for me, my top five teams going into next season, way too early. Number one would be the Chiefs. Two would be the Bucks. Three would be the Bills. Four would be the Rams. You know what? And then five 49ers. That's how I do it. So no Packers in there at all. I, I, I just thought of that right right when – listen, I'm like, you know what? 49ers are better than the Packers. So I'm going with 49ers. I mean, I agree with you. We kind of feel – I don't think they're as, I guess – you know, fraudulent as we're both not high on them, but I think they're solid. I think they're also too high. The one I saw was Chiefs, and then I saw I saw one. I'm not sure if it was um, Vegas or if it was uh might have been some other website, but it said Packers and Bucks were tied at two, and then it had Ravens at three or four and Bills at five. And yeah, one I think I think the Packers are too high. Like you, I would. I'd also have Chiefs then Bucks, which I think that's actually a lot closer than most people think. There was a time period where I almost we talked about it in the group. I almost had the Bucks as my favorites just because I know there are a lot of guys that I guess part of it is we're unsure who they're gonna who they're gonna bring back. But I get the Chiefs being at one because majority of people say regardless, um, if they were healthy. They got first of all they got destroyed, but if they were healthy, it, it would have been a more competitive game, and they're obviously the favorites. So I get them being a one. I would have had Bucks at two. I'm glad you mentioned the Rams because unless my TV was just lying to me, did we not just see the Rams lose to the Packers? Obviously, it wasn't the closest, but they weren't very healthy. Yeah, they and, lost by two touchdowns, but I mean Jared Goff played okay, but he had, he had a messed up th- thumb. He could barely throw the football down the field. Yeah, and know. they picked up. I mean, everybody agrees that they got a lot better with Stafford, and obviously Aaron Donald wasn't healthy in that game either, so I think the Rams should be up there, and I'd have them above the Green Bay. So I'd say yeah. the Rams. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, look, they're to me, they're a sleeper. I think they're, it's between them, the Bucks, and the 49ers for that NFC crown. I mean, you look at their defense. They got one of the best defenses. I think they ranked total defense-wise. They finished third, I think, the Rams did. And now you're improving on quarterback. You you have a young second-year guy coming in, Cam Akers, who, bro- who finally broke out. You know, your O-line's solid. You got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup on your, on your outside. And you had the best offensive mind in the game in Sean McVay. I think I mean they now they have the pieces to compete for a title and I wouldn't be surprised if they won the NFC next year. I wouldn't either. I like them over the Packers. I think and going past that, um, I hear is they had Ravens, which eh, I don't think I'm I'm not high on that. I mean they need receiving help. I mean, you get you have Hollywood Brown, who's like five nine, as your best receiver. You're gonna need help on the outside. I mean, because you're you're gonna be down in games, and you're gonna have to be able to throw the football. You know, 
can't rely on Mark Andrews. You can't really rely on a five nine receiver. So to me, dude, they gotta go find some some help on the outside. I'd agree. So you would have you'd have Packers ahead of them in terms of like going past the. I know you had Niners. Yeah, I would. I would. The Packers. I mean, well, it depends what they do with Aaron Jones if they keep him. But I mean, they have the best receiver in football, arguably Devontae Adams. You have the MVP. And you have, I think that's pretty much on the offensive side, besides your O-line and Matt LaFleur. But, you know, I, I trust Aaron Rodgers more going deep into the playoffs than I do Lamar. So. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd have, I mean, going through all of mine, I'd have uh, Chiefs, Tampa Bay, uh, Rams. Then I'd probably have the Packers. Then I'd probably... I still think I like the Bills more than the 49ers, but I would go Bills 49ers in that order uh, for the favorites. But yeah, I like. Look, if I knew that the Bucks are going to bring back most of their guys, I honestly might confidently go ahead and say, like, I don't see why not, why they couldn't run it back. They might be my favorite, but that's they just only such have a they have seven free agents uh, this year. And I think AB is going to resign. Gronk is going to resign. I think Sue will resign. But I think those, I think it's Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Fournette, and Godwin. Those are the thick four that are pending. Maybe, maybe not. I think you move away from Leonard Fournette. I think he's replaceable. I mean, you just had a Rojo. You know, he had a phenomenal season. He was the main guy for majority of the year. So if you have to look at Leonard Fournette, it sucks, but, you know, it's manageable. And then Chris Godwin, I mean, they are really deep at receiver, you know. Yeah. So he's not going to be ext- – um, he's going to be missed a little bit, but not as a big a factor as you think it would be. But to me – but I think you have to keep Shaq Barrett and Levante David. You got to make sure to get those two guys back, in my opinion. Yeah. And I don't yeah. see – I mean, you already heard uh, – who was it? Oh, you already heard Mike Evans talking about how he'd take a pay cut in order to re-sign some guys. Uh, if you're in a position like that, which they are, I don't see why a lot of these guys wouldn't considering taking less money. Now, the Bucks don't have very much money at all, but I think they'll bring back most of the guys they need to bring back. I agree with you on Fournette. We both don't think he's really essential. He kind of peaked really in the postseason for him. He played yeah. his best football. But I don't think they'll need to bring him back. Yeah, Shaq, uh, Sue, I think those guys have to come back. Levante, but yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, we got Chiefs. Most of the same favorites besides you, obviously, like the 49ers. This is the 49ers as constructed, right? You're not thinking about Deshaun or something like no, that. No, yeah, no. As of right now, because we forget they were 13 and three last year. And they cruised. They blew out Minnesota in the playoff game. They blew out the Packers in the NFC Championship game. And they were one quarter, literally one quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. Yep. Like, people forget that. Like, like, not even a quarter. It was like seven minutes because the last, like, seven minutes of the game, the Chiefs scored three touchdowns. Like, it was literally, they're seven minutes or eight minutes away from winning the title. And like, to be honest, Mac, they were one throw away. <laughs> they and like they were one throw. If if Jimmy G hits Emmanuel Sanders on that deep throughout, 
they win the game. Like they're Super Bowl champs. This like you know they're, they're gonna be back next year, and at full health, they're gonna be a threat. So that that's why I'm high on the 49ers. Okay. Yeah, I like them. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. So that, you know, kind of moving on. Congrats, like I said, we said the Bucks and Tom Brady. But now it's full NBA mode where, um, you know, we're at the 25-game mark in the season, which I kind of mentioned this on uh, a thing, something I put out yesterday on the, on the channel. That's usually in a normal season. They say that's kind of where you can tell who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, obviously this being a COVID year. You can't really look too much into that just because a lot of guys are in and out. But um, trying to look past that anyways, we'll start with the good guys. Give me a team that has impressed you, whether it's just straight up or shockingly, this season so far. Well, I mean, shockingly, it's it's a no-brainer, the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz are the number one overall seed right now in the uh, NBA. I haven't really watched them play, so I can't really give you my take on them. But is Mike? Uh, I saw that Mike Conley was out for a little bit. I don't know what his deal is. Yeah, I'm but not sure either. I saw that. I can only assume that they finally are clicking. You know, I think I think them losing a heartbreaker in that seven game series with Denver kind of jump jump started them, kind of like gave them a little boost going into this next season. And I feel like they are playing with a lot of momentum. I, again, I haven't really watched them play this year, so I can't really tell you that much about them. But the one team that I really do like them, and I've seen a lot of, is the Phoenix Suns. I was really, in there. I really like the Phoenix Suns this year. I think CP3 and Devin Booker have a really good connection. And a low-key guy who I really like on that team is Jay Crowder. He gets a lot of heat. I don't know why he gets a lot of heat. Maybe because he's, he's a talker. I don't know. He was trying but, to fight LeBron last year in the post. <laughs> he he tried to fight everybody, but <laughs> I like the team a lot. I think they can go far. I think they can win a playoff series. Maybe maybe another one. They would have that upset, but I wouldn't be surprised if they made the conference finals though. So okay, those and are plus they're young. They're young. They got what? Cameron Johnson. You know, he's played hard. Frank Kaminsky, he has played really well the last three or four weeks, and he's starting to become a threat in the post. So I could see the Suns. I'm not saying they're going to make the conference finals, but don't count them out. Don't count them out. No, I agree. And another guy who's been playing well for them, another young guy is Mikael Bridges. I don't know if you've seen much of him. Yes, Mikael Bridges, yes. I think he's currently their third leading scorer, third or fourth leading scorer. Um, so I like the Suns. They were one of the teams that I think looked really good. I think it's as simple for them as the Chris Paul effect. Uh, two weeks ago, I was actually going to say, I would have said the exact opposite for the Suns because they kind of started off disappointing for what we expected based on how they ended the bubble and adding Chris Paul. But over their last 10, they're 7-3, and three, so they've gotten it on track, like you said. So I like Phoenix uh, a lot. And, yeah, that's one team I wanted to name. And then, of course, going back to you mentioned the Jazz. They're kind of the obvious one. The biggest thing for the Jazz with me, um, one, I heard somebody say, are we sure the Jazz just aren't in the Western Conference Bucks this season? Which, one, is just me. Two, I don't 
I don't really like that as a comparison because they've actually been playing really good team basketball. Um, I haven't watched too much of them either, but I think the biggest difference has been Mike Conley's been a lot better this season for one. His numbers are all up. Um, he struggled last season when he first got there. He missed a lot of games. It's kind of why Donovan was having to do a little more for him. So I think him and then also I haven't – yeah, neither of us has caught a ton of their games, but I believe if it's still um, based off the numbers he is, if he's still on that same pace, currently Jordan Clarkson's got to be the sixth man of the year, is he not? Um, uh, that's what I've seen so far. I, I, I haven't really watched him play, but – I know he has played a really big role for them. I saw, I mean, we saw it last year in the bubble. We saw it last year all season. You know, he kind of took that strive to be that six man. But if, if he's the top candidate, I wouldn't be surprised with that. Yeah, I think he's doing. He's doing seventeen and four. I know that in terms of points and, and rebounds so far this season. So he's kind of been, you know. I think those are the two things that have really made the difference. Donovan's still been Donovan. He's been better, of course. But So, yeah, the Jazz are another one. And then I got to mention this team. And I won't – I hesitate to mention them just because you might know where I'm going with this. But the 76ers are the number one seed in the East right now. Um, now, I've been high on Philly for like the last three seasons. And they kind of continue to disappoint me. Joel Embiid's near that top five of the of the MVP race right now for sure in the conversation, um, but I think I've got to hold off on them for the playoffs because they've had good regular season before they've been dominated at home so I'm not going to go too in depth on them. It's actually funny. Eventually we're going to talk about how Ben Simmons has not gotten any better at all since his rookie year. He's been slowly <laughs> stagnant like. <laughs> Nothing, nothing. He plays good uh, defense, but yeah. Yeah, I was really high on him for the last, like, I think two years. I'm like, yeah, this guy's going to be like, if he gets a jump shot, he'll be the next LeBron, and he really hasn't changed his entire game at all. No. And it's like, okay, are you gonna just going to keep doing what you're doing for the next 10 years? I mean, that's not going to work out, bud. But hey, the more he continues to do this, the more it looks like Philly should have made that move for Harden. Now, I know there was more details to that. Like, maybe there was a grudge I heard involved, and they didn't want to move him there because of, of – Joe Morey. Yeah, yeah Daryl Morey. But, yeah, so Philly's been impressive. Obviously, I feel more confident with them having Doc now going forward. Yeah. Uh, they have a squad. I, I like their team a lot. I think they're missing maybe one or two pieces. It's just two small pieces. You know, they kind of need they need a four. You know, Ben Simmons plays the four, but he's not like he's a point guard. Yeah, he's a one. He's not a four. You need someone to fill in that four role who can also shoot the three, so you can help expand the floor and so for Ben to drive and kick out. Um, like you said, I I'm not high on Philly. I'm not. Um, I got to see him in the playoffs before I make any judgments, kind of like Milwaukee. You know, show me show me in the biggest moments who you are, you know, before I can give you that role as a legitimate contending team. But uh, one other team, and you're, you might not think this is a big, like, improvement, uh, but I think a, a good team this year that I did not see coming 
or will be good is the Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets will be like, well, they're right. 12 and 14. They're the 17 in the East. Come on, what are you talking about? I mean, look, if you really watch them play, they are fun to fun to watch. Yeah. LaMelo is fun to watch. And <laughs> him going lobs to, to Miles Bridges and him just like booming them, that's just, that, that, that's just fun. And then Gordon Hayward is like, it's just consistently good. Like he gives them 20 a night, you know? Um, I really like that team. No, really Lamelo's like been getting he's been getting more and more minutes, and he's been playing better and better. Um, that's a good one. It looks like they're kind of. It looks like they're gonna make the playoffs. I'll ask you this, and I hope it doesn't ruin one of your one of our, our teams. We're gonna get into the kind of disappointing teams, but I talked about it yesterday. So they're currently in the seven, and we don't have to go too in depth about it. But do you think the Heat? You know, saying that about the Hornets, do you think the Heat will make the playoffs? I mean, it's kind of tough to say because right now they're on the outside looking in. I mean, they have to obviously start winning, but they're but the Hawks, Hornets, and Raptors are all in that same same area, same bubble. Um, I heard a rumor that the Raptors were going to go after Andre Drummond. But I don't know if that's true or not, but I can. They have a lot of people out, the Heat. Goran Dragic is out. Avery Bradley's out. Harrow. Harrow's out. Like, they is, – is it just – is it physical or is it COVID? Do you know? It's been a mix of both. I know what they're now is a COVID. Yeah, because I heard – because I know that Jimmy Jimmy was out because of COVID and, may, and a little bit for injury. So, you know, they just really haven't been 100% – since I think like the beginning of the season. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that the Heat do make the playoffs. I think probably by the All-Star break, they'll get their crowd together and they'll squeak into that seventh spot. And then I think the Horns will probably finish eighth. So okay. that's where I got them. All right. And then real quick, one thing that also concerns me, uh, we talked about the 76ers, that scares me with them is I don't know who their go-to guy is in big moments. I know you saw in the Lakers game they went to Tobias Harris. I don't love that big picture. It's going to be kind of hard to go to Embiid, being that he's a big man. Uh, obviously, you're not taking it with Simmons. And I don't know if – yeah, Seth Curry can shoot it, but I don't know if he can be that type of guy. So that concerns me, too, in terms of the highest level is who who they'll go to. Because it looks like, like I said, it'll be Tobias. And it worked out for him against the Lakers, but – I don't know if I trust that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other teams who have. I think that's really it. I'll say. A surprise, actually. I just saw this one right here. The San Antonio Spurs. They are a surprise. They're 14-11, and they're the sixth seed. It's kind of. Um, I don't really know, because obviously they're not really must-watch TV, because they're kind of boring to watch. But DeMar's averaging 20. DeMarco Murray, not DeMarco, his name? DeJounte. DeJounte is giving you 15. Mark is giving you 14. And Rudy Gay is giving you 11. I mean, that that's not bad. But I really watched them play this year. Have you seen them play? Uh, not really. Not not at all. I, uh... I will say this. I'm going to throw this at you, too. I saw a package, a trade package involving them that 
uh, Twitter was kind of getting mad about yesterday that involved you mentioned Demar. I want to say off the top of my head, and if I can find it, I'll read it. But it was Golden State was going to give Draymond, Ubre, and it was Draymond. Oubre. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be that kind of trade. Draymond, Ubre, and it might have been a pick for Demar. Let's see, it was. I think Patty Mills, Demar, and that might have been it. Let me find it. What? <laughs> it was an. It was, it's, so it's you, not gonna happen. Uh, so they keep Wiggins. Do they just play? Well, then what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they trot out Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Demar Derozan. I guess having Patty. I think sir, they don't need another guard. They have like three point guards on their team. Especially one who can't shoot. Like they have Damian Lee's kind of like a point guard who can shoot the three. They have Wanamaker's. Uh, no, that's stupid. Uh, that's that's stupid. I wouldn't. Oh my god. Yeah, here it is. It was a. Uh, the Warriors could get DeMar, Patty Mills, and a first-rounder for Draymond and Kelly Oubre. I think that, that's a terrible trade for both sides. That is a terrible trade. <laughs> that is a god-awful trade. No. No. <laughs> I don't... Who says no? Both. Both. Both Both those squads say no. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, hey, you mentioned not knowing, and I don't either, not knowing much about the Spurs because they don't really get talked about or much TV time. I'm surprised you didn't say your squad, who is not getting talked about whatsoever, but has been decent well, so far this year. Well, because they're not surprised. I told you they would be a top three team in the West. And what, and could they be if they were healthy? I think they could be, but they're not. So we have to go with what we are going with now. But they're, they're, they're not a surprise at all. This is, this is an easily contending outside – Outside the bubble, looking in, contending team right here. This is who they are. And if, if they make one move, like I said, if they get one stretch four, it's over. It's over. Call it. They'll be a top three team in the league. I'll tell you that. They got Carmelo, man. What do you mean? Stretch, a stretch, stretch four. four. Melo's not a stretch four. Come on now. Let's be he's he's a pure score three. That's what he is. Y'all need some defense is what y'all need, man. Bro. Oh, no, I mean look, hey, they gave up ninety six to the magic. That's pretty good. That's called lockdown defense right there. Ninety six points, not even a hundred. The magic also are terrible. Hey, no, no, it don't matter. They didn't score a hundred. They they didn't break triple digits. That's all that matters. Lockdown D. Okay, we'll readdress. Yeah, we'll get back to that. I'll give it some time. They have been solid. Um, the fact that I knew nothing about what the Trailblazers have been doing is still wild to me. But so the disappointing teams. Well, I'll let you. I feel like I know where you're going here. I might not. Who give me one of your most disappointing teams so far this season? Well, for starters, I have a lot. <laughs> I, can, I can name a lot of these that are disappointing. Well, I'll go with the soft one. 
a soft one, the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat, I mean, they're on the outside looking in. They're 11-14. They'll probably make the playoffs. But as of right now, they're not really where you thought they would be. You, you think they would be top four, top five team in, in, on their side of the conference. They're up, they're number nine right now. And, yes, I know they have injuries, COVID, all this. But right now they're kind of disappointing as of today. Um Number two, the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Are you kidding me? We all thought this team was going to be loaded and Luka was going to be the MVP. Yep. Boy, don't we all look dumb. Man, losing, I guess Not losing only, Seth Curry. Bro, they are they're 12 and 14. They don't, Luka kind of looks out of shape. He kind of looks a little fat to me. But he's still balling. I I don't really know what their problem is. They can't really play that well on defense. Luka's a liability. Uh, obviously, Porzingis has been in and out of the lineup. They also been have been found with injuries and COVID, but they're not where we thought they would be. You know, we all thought this team would be a dark horse going into this season, and they are. They're 12. They're 12 in the West. So, so yeah. that's so that's saying, saying a lot. Um, now, I want to say about the Mavs that I had them too. They're extremely disappointing. Um, Luka leads them in every single statistical category, except every single major statistical category, except blocks, which belong to James Johnson. Um, so he's been, I mean, fine. I could kind of see him, I don't know, maybe a little out of shape, but he's shot the ball worse. Uh, from three, he, he's lower. He's right around 30, 31%. Um, losing Seth Curry looks like it hurts them, but yeah, they're one of those teams that has been very disappointing. You've got Porzingis has played, he's missed a lot, but he's played the majority of their games. So for them to be 12 and 14, that's, yeah, that's a letdown. Um, the Heat, I kind of, and you said it, I kind of give the Heat a pause just because they've struggled more than any other team probably in the league with keeping guys on the floor, whether it's due to COVID or due to injuries. Now, they still, they're a better team than this, but unlike a lot of the top teams, they don't have two guys. They've got Jimmy, and he's missed half of their games. And so I give them a little bit of a pause, but they have, they've, Definitely underachieved. Um, and I'm surprised the team, I know you've got them on your list, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, man, the Washington Wizards. Uh, that was my next team. That Listen, next team. regardless of what you think of, of Russ and how he impacts a team, I don't think anybody thought that adding Russ would make them worse, which it has. They actually have a winning record up to this point when he doesn't play which is a, a terrible look. I don't know how they solve how they solve this. I don't know what you do. Um, they're second to last. Aren't they second to last in the East, I believe, right yes, now? they are second to last in the East. They Right now, not lottery. They'll be the third pick in the draft. Jeez, so they are 2-13 when Russell Westbrook plays. They are 4-3 when he does not play. <sighs> Houston won that trade. 
Oh, uh, they uh, obviously they won that trade, but um, I've been saying it for a while. This dude's not a guy you want on your team. Not not based off locker room or personality or anything. It's just on the court. He doesn't really help you out as a, as a player. He's he's a stat patter. He plays a hundred percent. I'll give him that. But he's not a guy who who's a winner. He's a loser. He's just a flat out loser. I don't know what else to tell you. Um. The Wizards. Well, you Bradley. got Brad Beal. Bradley Brad? Beal, who. <laughs> Go ahead. I I feel no remorse. I'm not, I feel no sympathy for this man. I feel no sympathy for this man. I. You know how bad this team is. You just know. So when you're over there pounding and how much, are you upset that you're losing? Yes, this team sucks. They're trash. Hey, yet when they ask him about it, he's like, "No, I don't want to. I don't want out. I want to. I want to build forever. a winning culture here, no, bro. <laughs> Your coach is Scott Brooks. He can. He does not know how to coach defense. And your main problem is defense. Okay. <laughs> I, I I'm done with feeling bad for Bradley Beal. Okay, this man. This is. Player empowerment. You can literally leave if you want. To. You can force your way out if you want to. It's a, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I don't I don't like. I'm lost for words. This man needs to leave. I don't know why he. Why the hell you want to stay in Washington? <laughs> but hell, all power to you, my guy. I uh, I respect the loyalty. I I respect it. Man. Yeah, them having a winning record without Russ, that is tough, man. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like at this point, Russell Westbrook's almost immovable. I don't think they can get rid of him if they wanted oh. to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw something that the Clippers would try to trade for Russell Westbrook. And I'm like, are y'all trying to win a title or are you trying to get out of the playoffs? Now, Mac, hear me out. I do not think that's the right move. But have you seen some of what Reggie Jackson has been doing recently? I, I saw a video today of him just not giving the ball to Kawhi, and then he turned it over right after he, Kawhi demanded it. And then Chauncey had to pull him to the side and talk to him. Like, hey, Reggie, what are you what are you doing? My buddy, he's like he's a huge Tyler Clipper fan. He goes, Reggie Jackson is one of the worst players on their team. And – he watches almost every game, and he's not really a Reggie Jackson fan. And based off that highlight alone, I'm like, uh, I can see it. I feel like that dude feels like he's getting overshadowed by Jay, by not James Harden, saying, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You know, because he was kind of more of a the go-to guy in Detroit, right? Yeah. And he was kind of a good role player in OKC. So I can see that he's kind of feeling that little power struggle, little. Um, ego, you know. Yeah, I could see that happening with Reggie Jackson. That he wants to be the guy, but you're just not. Okay, Good. you're on a team with two of the best players in the league. Sorry about it. I knew that with Reggie coming in, honestly, just because I'd heard a lot about him uh, when they first made that move. Reggie Jackson thinks it's the Reggie Jackson show a lot of times. Um, it, him getting. Kawhi getting mad at him isn't new. I don't know if you remember that clip last year in the playoffs where, like, it got Kawhi saying, I didn't come off the ball for you to do that crap. 
Oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> that was Reggie Jackson. So, yeah, I think that's that's another team who I guess we didn't mention because it's not surprising, obviously, but they've looked better this season than last season. Paul George has looked good. But any other – I know you said you had a list. What's next? Any other disappointing team for you so far? Well, I'm going to give them a pass, kind of like the Heat, uh, the Rockets. The Rockets are kind of been disappointed, but look, they've had a lot of a lot of movement. You know, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins. They just got Victor Oladipo. They they have a bunch of moving parts, new coach, new system. You know, they're they're trying working on on the fly. They're kind of disappointing. I mean, I, I would I would have thought the Rockets would be going for that eight or nine spot but right now they're the third worst team in the west and they just really aren't that team that we all thought they were i mean yeah. i think it's just just because it's too early to tell oladipo and john wall are trying to figure figure each other out how to play with each other you know demarcus cousins is coming off that big time injury he's trying to get back to 100 percent and christian wood's out christian Wood was almost in, um most improved player and he suffered an ankle injury and He's going to miss time. So, you know, the future to me is bright for the Rockets, but, you know, they're not who I thought they were going to be coming into this year. And then another team is the Pelicans. They, what's going on there? I mean, they have a lot of pieces. I just think Jeff Van Gundy, or Stan Van Gundy, sorry, he just is not, not a good the coach. Guy. I he's agree. not a good coach. There's a reason why he's. Oh, he was out of, out of the game for about a year and a half commentating. I mean, he's just not a good coach. I, I watch him play, and they just don't look, feel like a good basketball team. I, I mean, they have three-point guards. They they drafted Kyra Lewis from Alabama. Yep. They have Eric Bledsoe. They have Lonzo. I mean, you got to play all three. And then they got an old 38-year-old J.J. Reddick shooting the ball. Um, yeah, I don't they, think – They have good pieces. Mm-hmm. They, they have good pieces, you know. They just don't know, like, who their main player is. Like like you said, I mean, they have Brandon Ingram. But to me, like you like you know me, I wouldn't have paid him yet. He would give me another year of Brandon Ingram underneath a, a small contract. But uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't know what. What do you think they're gonna do? Uh, well, I've heard. So one, I've heard JJ wants out uh, recently. I've heard he kind of wants to be moved. I heard a couple team preferences. I can't remember, but I've heard he wants out of there. At one point in time, there was a lot of you know, you know, Lonzo Ball talk. But Lonzo's been playing a lot better recently. I think over his last three, he's right around like 18 points per game, uh, maybe six or so assists and, and six rebounds. And he's been shooting better from he's it over that stretch. He's shooting like 50 percent from both the field and from three. So they're kind of getting him more involved. But at first and you mentioned it with, with Van Gundy. I don't think he's the guy. I think he they should have brought in, you know, I hate to say younger, but more of a, a new age type of coach for, for that group. I don't think he's the right kind of coach to coach that group of guys. Um the best player thing is is true. Brandon Ingram, and this it was evident last year, but I feel like it's still kind of a thing this year. 
it's like they don't know if they're playing through Brandon Ingram or Zion. They don't know for sure who the guy is. Uh, yeah. And they're both really good. So I, I agree. I think they've been disappointing. And then the point guards thing, that's obvious. I don't know why, you know, you draft Kyra, you bring Eric Bledsoe in, you move. Like I said, they had Lonzo playing the two for a while pretty much, which really is not getting the, the best value out of Lonzo. So I think that's they're, they're a team that's disappointing. Um, another one I wanted to mention, and this one in this prominent, because they're another team that nobody really kind of cares to keep up with too much, but the Orlando Magic. And I don't know really at all what the deal has been with them. They're normally right around. They're that team that usually sneaks in the playoffs in the East, eight or nine seeds, seven, eight, nine. This year, I think they're down there with the Wizards. I think yeah, they are. Well, they're they're not six and sixteen. They're nine and sixteen. So they've played three more, won three more, but they they've had a lot of injuries. Okay. They've had a lot of injuries. They had uh, Michael, Michael Carter Williams. He's out. Uh, Evan Fournier. He's day to day usually. I think. Alfred Alcaminu is day-to-day, usually. And then I think one more guy's out for them. So they're not really 100% either. I think a lot of it has to do with COVID, obviously, because, you know, we're in a COVID-area pandemic. But um, but going back to the Pelicans thing, I actually really like what you said about the uh, the coaching. The, they need a young coach for that young team. And a new – I actually really like that. I don't think – you know, we both see eye to eye on the Jeff Stan Van Gundy. You know, he's just he, he's more old school. You yeah. know, old, old school NBA. This is a new NBA. You got to evolve, be better. He's just not it. You got to be like your brother. Give it up. Go and commentate. <laughs> like, you know, just learn. Just let, accept it. Like you know, I know you don't want to accept it, but that's just the reality of it of everything. But um. No, and then one more disappointing team that people are probably are going to disagree with me with, but it's the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, Brooklyn Nets yeah, are disappointing. I'm listening. Um, they are on pace to be the statistically the worst defense in the history Ever. of the NBA. <laughs> Just wrap your mind. Think about the worst team defense you've ever seen in the NBA. Imagine that there's a team worse than that, 10 times worse than that, that's the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. And you can be like, oh, well, they've had a lot of in and outs with with KD, with COVID, Kyrie with his problems, James Harden and his problems. They just, when, when you're beating the Hawks 142 to 137 in overtime, that's, you're, you're not playing legit teams you're not playing good title contending teams you're playing the bottom tier and you're winning in overtime or edging it out by a score of 140 to 130 you know we haven't really seen kd Kyrie, and james harden play against the bucks or the lakers or the oh we saw them against the clippers right yeah. they were healthy against the clippers and they yeah. won they won okay so that so that's one one game, but they haven't really seen me. I really seen them play well defensively, besides that one game against the Clippers, you know. And I vividly remember that game. Did Kawhi not play well, or did he play well? Do you remember? 
I think he played fairly well. I think him and PG both had solid games. Uh, I know they had a look at the last second to to win it. Um, but I for the Nets. So I don't think it's to the point to where I'd be concerned yet. But I think something that is interesting is something that we mentioned way before it even started. Um, part of the defense is obviously personnel. They lost a lot. They've got three superstars who. Kevin Durant, Cam guard, and James Harden isn't a bad defender also. Kyrie Kyrie can't guard anything, and DeAndre Jordan is – he's not really – he's kind of past that point where he's a, really a great rim protector. But I think a large part of it is we mentioned is Steve Nash. You know, some of that's got to be on the coach when you're talking about defense. And like I said, I don't think it's to the point yet where you need to con- be concerned about him. I think he's fine. Um, but – he, I sent it in the group, the quote he had about they've got to figure out what kind of team they want to be. I don't think, I didn't like that quote because I don't think that's necessarily true. But one thing you can do as a coach is, and he's a new coach, so I get that, you can establish an identity. Even with Vogel out in, in L.A., he's decided, okay, we're going to play defense. They're the best defensive team in the league. Uh, most guys have, have, you know, Doc has his thing. You've got to kind of have a framework as a coach, and I don't know if Steve has that, but the Nets, I don't, yeah, I don't think they've been great. Like you said, they've had a lot of guys in and out. They've shown flashes. Now, giving up career highs to almost everybody, Colin Sexton, uh, they gave it. I forgot who else got one the other night. Maybe Jeremy Grant, I think, but that's been their biggest issue. Yeah, the defensive side of the ball, they're trying to outscore everybody, which is going to it's going to come back to bite you eventually. Um so yeah, I like the Nets as I wouldn't say they were disappointing, but I think they haven't met expectations. And another one to sorry. Another another disappointing team. Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics have not been who I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be a, a title contending team. I ha- I predicted them to win the East and take the Lakers to six and lose. Um, they've been disappointing. They're 12 and 11. They're a game above 500. Um, I know Tatum missed some time. Kimba missed some time. So has Jalen Brown. But to me, dude, Kimba does not look the same. He just yep. doesn't. Um, uh, who else? Who's their center? Tice. They don't really have a big man. They don't. They, they have got a big Tristan. Man. They got Tristan, but he's more of a power forward. Yeah. And I read something more like that they're trying to trade him. So, uh, they have Tice, Tr- Thompson, and Robert Williams. That's not really a a a big big lineup where you can go. Yeah. Um, you're you're going to be playing some big lineups like the 76ers. Like Bucks. Um, the Bucks, you know, lengthy, big, you know, and you're going to have to deal with that. So they need, they need that size and they just have been disappointed in me. Kimba hasn't really looked fairly well. So, I mean, they're kind of not who I thought they would be. So Kimba has been disappointing to me. I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. I think that he's been, it's rough to say, but I think he might have might be their biggest issue. Is he's kind of underperformed, and that kind of hurt him in the postseason last year too, as he wasn't performing up to par. Because Tatum, when he's been there, has looked like Jason Tatum, and we both know we talked about Jalen Brown has been phenomenal this season. Uh, 
So I think Kimba's been the part for them that hasn't really been all together. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, you don't have any more disappointment, do you, on the on the list left no. to go? No. Yeah, that's all I've got uh, for disappointments. And you know, we talked about who's been impressive so far. Uh, I didn't realize the Rockets. I watched the beginning of that game. I didn't realize they ended up losing to the Heat. Yeah, they lost. Um, PG Tucker went down with the injury, and something happened with El Adipo. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left the game in the third quarter, and he seemed very frustrated about something. I don't know if it was an injury or a COVID situation. I don't know, but he, he left the game, and he was not in a happy mood. So I, I can't give you full details about that. Well, yeah. Um, so I think that's about all we got for today. You know, kind of some early NBA thoughts. I know you're, you're probably watching the 76ers Trailblazers, aren't you? Yeah. I got to tune in on that and see. See, yeah. I think this is a good game to, to take analyze both sides on. Yeah, it starts second quarter and Blazers up one. Guess, guess, guess how many points you won in the first quarter? I'm looking at it right now. I saw Dame had 19. Yeah. Jeez. Told you, bro. He, like, people be praising, say, oh, my God. Dude, Steph Curry is having an amazing season. Like, he could be in the MVP combo. And I'm like, we're just going to forget Damian Lillard doesn't <laughs> exist. Like, he's putting up literally almost identical numbers as Steph and has a better record with less help. Like, no I'm, one's okay. seeing it, man. We can't, we don't, we aren't seeing it at all. That's got to be the only reason. Because even when you mentioned to me earlier, I had no idea. I mean, I knew he was playing well, I didn't know he was averaging 30 as well. <laughs> yeah, he's almost averaging 30 points, bro. And then, like, we saw against the Rockets, they had four starters out, and Derrick Jones Jr., they're one of their best bench players, went out in the, in the third quarter. They were out five guys on national TV, and they, it came down to the wire. They lost on a buzzer beater three, but I'm like, bro, this seems special. Mm. And Gary Trent's a freaking baller. And, and Melo's being mellow again. Yeah, like he's got the cool I'm glad Harden got traded so our bets off because I was that wasn't looking good for me. No, bro. This like I'm telling you, when the Blazers are healthy, this team is gonna be a a a dark horse. I'm telling you. Okay, look, look, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna get me to commit. We'll see. But yeah, as always, if you made it this far. We appreciate you for listening, and um, we'll see y'all next week. Don't look at me like that, Mac. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I see. See ya.